www.ChuckRadioMD.com. Better nutrition. Avoid diseases. Lose weight. Remove toxins. Feel better. That's clean eating. It's time for the Clean Food Network Show. Here's Lisa Davis. It's time for Clean Eating Mag Radio, the first show from 1 to 1.10 p.m. Eastern Time every Monday. And I am so excited to have Mary Brower. She is going to be talking about local farms, why it's so important to support them and how it's going to help you and your health and the community. Hello, Mary. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. It's good to talk with you. Oh, Mary, it's so nice to have you on. You know, a few months ago, or maybe even longer, I discovered this wonderful farm not too far from me where you can get your organic grass-fed meats and organic grass-fed bone broth, which I'm a huge fan of, and I've talked about that a bit on the show, and they deliver it once a month, and I have never had meat this good, and it's so nice to know it's coming from a local source. You know how the animals are treated. I think it's so fantastic. Talk to us about this type of farm and then why it's important to uh, support local farms in general. And then, of course, about your farm. I just asked you a bunch of questions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think one thing about about local farms in general is that they are holding up a piece of the food sovereignty puzzle for the communities around them. So many of the foods that we get at grocery stores come from thousands and thousands of miles away in an extreme sense and often not much more local than the far corner of the state. And that's, that's a problem for environmental reasons because the food is being trucked using fossil fuels from far, far away. But also many vegetables decline. Um, the nutritional content of vegetables declines over days and even weeks that they're in storage. So the food that people get from local farms, whatever kind of farm it is, is almost always a lot fresher than what you can buy at the store and has a smaller environmental impact to boot. It also tastes so much better. You know, I'm a big fan of farmer's markets and, like I said, going to farms. One thing that I haven't done yet, which I keep meaning to, is to join a CSA. Tell us what that stands for and, and what a CSA is. CSA is an acronym for Community Supported Agriculture. And the model evolved in, I think, the 80s to begin with as a way for communities to decide what kinds of foods they wanted local to be produced locally and then to participate from the ground up in the creation of a farm, often communities would hire a farmer to to grow food for them. Since then, the model has changed a bit so that farms operate as sort of individual entities that people can subscribe to, um, become members of, so that they can get a portion of what the farm produces. Um, what people buy into are often called CSA shares. And lots of farms sell CSA shares um, of vegetables, but more and more farms are starting to produce um, ethically raised proteins like beef and lamb and chicken and eggs, and sometimes there are dairy shares and winter shares and summer shares. There are all kinds of new models um, coming to the coming to the fore. But it's a great way for communities to support farmers. Um, not during the main growing season. In many northern parts of the country, like where I live in northern Michigan, it's really winter six months out of the year. And the work of farming is still continuing during that season. Workers are getting hired, seeds are being purchased, tractors are being bought at auctions. And 
typically farmers would have to take out operating loans from a bank to cover that whole part of the year. But with community-supported agriculture, people typically buy their shares ahead of time. So, in effect, the customers are providing this operating loan for the farmers. So it's a sustainable way to grow food throughout, throughout the year. It is such a fantastic thing, and I'm definitely going to join one in my area. Now, I'm looking at your fabulous site, bluestemfarm.net, and I read that you and your husband, Aaron, are first-generation farmers. So how did you come to this, and how did you learn all this great stuff about farming? We've, um, we've always been interested in having experiences. So in our 20s and early 30s, we just kind of backpacked around and lived in different places and did did different things. Sorry, I'm out on the field in my farm now, and a, and a semi of bees just drove by. <laughs> so that's what that sound was. Um, cool. We, um, we, we traveled and had experiences, and some of those experiences involved um, working on other people's farms as apprentices. And um, we got more serious about it and started researching it in earnest and gradually took on more responsibility and more responsibility in farming until we finally bought our our very own farm four years ago. Oh, that is so exciting. Was it a tough learning curve or was it something that you'd always had a passion and interest in? Well, it definitely helps to have a passionate interest. Um, The thing about farming that's wonderful is also the thing about farming that's really hard and challenging. It's it deserves a whole lifetime and more of learning and experience. And so there's always something to engage with. There's always a new challenge to take on. There's always some way to get better or to learn a new aspect of farming. Uh, It definitely keeps us on our toes. And I think that that's why out of all the different things that we could have done with our lives, my husband and I are committed to this because it's really many, many different professions all rolled up into one. You have to learn how to be a graphic designer, and you also have to learn how to weld tractor parts, and you also have to learn how to sell food, and you also have to learn how to be your own bookkeeper. So many aspects of running a small business are part of farming, as well as all the technical aspects of producing really delicious food. Well, it's obvious that you really love what you do. Let's talk about how local agriculture affects the environment. Well, in addition to reducing the carbon footprint, like we talked about a moment ago, um, many local farms also use sustainable growing methods. So um, they might be using um, people instead of tractors to a bigger extent. They might be using fewer um, fewer chemical inputs like um, synthetic fertilizers and, and herbicides and pesticides, uh, a lot of local organic farms and even some farms who aren't certified organic are going to be using more lower carbon footprint growing methods because they're just not enormous industrial farms. And then, of course, not shipping their um, their food across the continent or across the world. Um, those are some really important things. Um, local farmers also um, sometimes are, are much better for supporting pollinators like honeybees than large-scale farms. Um, a single crop take soybeans will flower once and then not the rest of the year. So there's nothing for the bees to eat during the rest of the year. But on a diversified small-scale farm, you might have 40 or even more different types of crops that are all flowering at different times of the year. 
See, that just sounds so incredibly beautiful and hard. I mean, everything you're talking about, there's so much that goes into having a local farm. You know, we only have a minute and a half left. I'm curious about this thing called food security. Why do small farms make a difference in that regard? Well, food security can mean a lot of different things. It can mean do people have enough food to eat? Are they secure in their food supply? It can also mean is the food supply in a larger sense secure too? So, One example would be, do people have enough money to buy food? Another example would be, um, is the food getting to the area where the people need it? And if we take a grocery store in northern Michigan in February, oftentimes most food there has come from far, far away. And if Mm -hmm. there's a trucking strike or an ice storm, it's possible to imagine disruptions in the industrial food supply that make it not possible for the food to get to the people, for example. And another aspect of food security is, is that affording it piece. And some local farms are, are offering um, support programs, outreach programs for people who can't afford food. And, um, and, and that's, that's another exciting aspect of some local farms. You know, Mary, you'll have to come back. I encourage everyone to check out their local farms. Be sure to check out bluestemfarm.net. I want to thank everyone for listening to Clean Food Network. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD and at Health Media Gal 1, the number one. Be sure to check out cleaneatingmag.com or cleaneating.com. I love Clean Eating Magazine, love their experts. Everybody, take care, stay well.